This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey, it's Andy, and this is Your Woo Woo Best Friend. Welcome back to the show. We're back from a very short summer break. I have to be honest, when our very short summer break started, my sister and my niece were in town. That was amazing. And then Threads launched. I'm so interested to hear how you all are liking Threads. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a new app from Instagram that's kind of integrated within Instagram, and it's a little bit like Twitter. I'm enjoying it so much. There's just like a lot of good, juicy conversations going on there, and it feels uplifting and supportive, aka there's not really any trolls hanging around. If you're already on there, come say hi. Let's chat I'm on there as me, not as the podcast. So you can just come say hello to me. I'd love to be in conversation with you and hear from you what you'd like to see more of on this podcast for the rest of the summer and remainder of this year. I have a guest joining me today. I will introduce you to her in just a second. I also wanted to let you know I have opened up some additional sessions for our one-on-one intuitive mentorship. Those are one-hour sessions with me, and we can really do whatever you want in those sessions. I can give you a peek behind the curtain into my business. We can talk about ideas you have for your own business or podcasts or books or creative projects or passion projects. I can share guidance with you around how to use your human design and your North Node astrology to really get aligned into your purpose and what you're up to. I have folks that are coming into those sessions to work on creating profit in their soul-led and mindful business. I have people that are interested in working on marketing and social media and content creation. I am happy to do any of those things in these sessions and it's all yours. And I'm having so much fun doing them. So if you're interested, I'll leave a link to book one of the one-on-one intuitive mentorship sessions. There is limited space available because we've got to get calendars coordinated and all that good stuff. I also have a really cool business and manifestation bundle coming your way at the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that. It is coming super soon. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Seed, the symbiotic, a prebiotic and probiotic in one made by science. This is a broad spectrum, 24 strain probiotic and prebiotic formulated to support systemic health and engineered to survive acids, enzymes, moisture, and heat. I have been raving about Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic for months now on this show, and honestly, to all my friends and family, anyone that comes into my house, I'm like, have you tried this? You have to try this. It's truly the number one supplement in my cabinet. It's scientifically validated to have benefits going way beyond gut health. And the gut health stuff for me has been so major, but it's also been so great for my skin and heart health. I've been habit stacking my daily dose of seed with my other morning rituals like dry brushing and Ayurvedic tongue scraping. This is ensuring that I get my supplements in without missing a day. It's been so great to just plan it that way. I've noticed this difference in my skin that lots of folks are calling out. I'm getting a lot of that like, hey girl, you are glowing. And I feel like my skin is clearer 
and really smoother than ever before. And I'm attributing so much of that to being on my fourth month of taking Seed on the daily. If you're interested in checking out Seed, you can learn more at seed.com slash girl. That's O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L. We'll have a link for that in the show notes. And you can use my code WeWeGirl, O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L at checkout for 30% off. That is such a generous discount. Thank you to Seed for that of your first month's supply. Now back to the episode. My guest today is Karen of Ichi et Nu. You probably follow this account on Instagram. Karen's an author, a freelance writer, and a podcast host. If you are not already following her Instagram account after you hear her today, you're going to want to. She also has a full-time job in advertising in Manhattan. She started her brand in March of 2020, initially as a creative outlet for herself to share words that were resonating with her, wisdom that was downloading into her heart. And over time, it evolved as a tool to create accountability for herself to truly live in the present state. She had a goal of shifting her mindset into one that was more positive and abundant. What Ichi et Nu means, it's translated from both French and Danish. It means here and now. It's intended to be a community platform that promotes self-discovery and living in the present moment. The name is an ode to a trip that Karen took to Paris and Copenhagen, where for the first time she felt like she was truly living in a present state. And oh my gosh, doesn't travel do that for us? I feel the same way about what travel has done for me and what it does for us when we travel together as a community on our retreats. She says that everything that she creates and writes is about evoking that sentiment that she felt in those travels and that really the now is all we ever have. And so the more present we can be, the more inner peace we can cultivate. Earlier this year, she published her first book. It's called Beauty in the Stillness. It's so gorgeous. It explores the transformative power of mindfulness. And there's so much good reflection in the book. I have a feeling you're really going to resonate with the book, with this conversation. You can get her book globally on Amazon, on Shop Catalog, and at bookstores, in both digital and print. And I also joined her on her podcast earlier this year, earlier this spring. So if you've not yet listened to that episode, I'll also link that episode so you can hear more of the conversation between Karen and I. Let's get into it. Welcome, Karen of Ichi et Nu to the show. So we've already been chatting before we <laughs> before we hit record and I was like, "Oh, I want to talk about this." So, <laughs> hi and welcome officially to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I, this feels in so such resonance like when you reached out. I was like, "Wait, I want to be on your show and I want you to be on mine." So. I feel exactly the same. I am so so excited to talk to you. I'm obviously such a fan of everything you've been doing and I have been for a while. So it feels like it just feels like wonderful timing to finally be in conversation with each other. Yeah, I agree. We've been following each other for a while, I feel like. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, we definitely have. We've okay. So we were just talking about the process of what well, we were talking about the process of creation, but specifically about 
putting our books out into the world. You have a new book out, a newish book out. I have a new mm-hmm. a new book out. And okay, so I've been reading this book called it's one of Ryan Holiday's books. It's called Perennial Seller. So I was mentioning that to you and we were talking about this process of creation versus selling and I've been in this headspace of like, oh, I need to sell the book. I need to focus on the book because it's out in the world. And I've like moved on. I'm like three three projects removed from the <laughs> book. And that can be such a challenging space to be. So I was I was asking you about, about how that's gone for you. And you were just telling me that it was really scary to be in this mindset, or maybe not scary, but you were in this place of like, I'm not a salesman. This isn't the part that's like sexy for me. And you made mm-hmm. like a, a mindset shift. So talk about that again, because I think that's really, I think that's a really important thing for creatives to be in consideration of. Yeah. I think when we're creating anything, whether it's writing a book or developing an app or starting your own brand, I feel like the most fun you ever have is when you're in that creation process, because it's like, you have no expectations of how far you're going to push it. And every day you're ideating on new things or just you're in this creative, expansive place. And that is so much fun and it's so fulfilling. And there's just so much bliss throughout that entire process, especially if you're creating something that is a dream of yours or it's a deviation of what you hold inside. And so that creation process for me at least, was the most fun I've had in my life when it comes to creation because a book of publishing a book had been a dream of mine since I was 16. So I was finally in it and finally doing it. And for me, I was explaining how the process of me publishing this book, like actually working on it, was very, very quick. I reached out to a publisher June of 2022 Um, I wrote the book within three months. I submitted it on Labor Day. And then we were in like the book design um, phase for about two months. And then it was up for pre-order by Thanksgiving. And then three months later, it was released. And so it was a very quick process. And I was very cognizant and aware of being really present throughout all of that, like really, really enjoying each step, like from looking up on Google manuscript template to actually writing the book and then really enjoying the process of, you know, designing the cover and selecting the fonts. Like I was very present in all of that. So I really did simmer and enjoy every single step. But then once the book was released a month into it, I was thinking to myself, well, the fun part is kind of over now. Like I just need to sell it and I just need to market it. And then I just need to constantly promote it on my Instagram, on my TikTok. When I meet people, I need to present myself now as an author and share this work that I did. Um, And I had this, I would say it was kind of like a nostalgic form of grieving. I was like, I miss that anticipation period Mm. of this book coming to life. And I miss the period where I had that thing to look forward to, which was my launch date. And now it was like a month into the book being out. And I was like, well, there really isn't anything. Like, this was my headspace. I was like, what is there to look forward to? Like, the the fun part is over. Like, the launch date happened. And now I just need to be a marketer and be a salesman. Like, that just felt very icky to me. I've never 
felt like that. My brother works in sales and he's phenomenal at what he does. And I've always thought like I can never do what he's doing because I just don't have that level or type of personality. And then one day I, I was having a conversation with another author and I was explaining her this, like what I was feeling. And she was kind of like, helped me shift my mindset. And she was like, basically what we kind of discussed was Yes, that anticipation period is over, but this part is equally as beautiful because now it's not just promoting or being a salesman. The intention behind it, which has always been in my intention when even just like formulating this idea of writing a book, was I want to create something that helps people and leaves an impact. And that was always my intention with the words that I share, even on my Instagram page. And so I shifted the dialogue of me just trying to sell to to shifting that from shifting that into being like no like I'm sharing my work so that it could land into the hearts of the people who need it the most and I swear like in the when the book launched and I was promoting it on my channels I felt that ickiness and that energetic block in that first month and so my content like wasn't performing that well when it came to my book content all my other content was doing really well on my Instagram on my TikTok but the book content wasn't doing well and then when I had that mindset shift, I started to look forward to posting on TikTok and posting on my stories on Instagram and sharing my work. And I swear, because my energy around it shifted, that's when I started to get that the positive reactions. And that's when I like went viral on TikTok one day. And I would read all these, I would get all these messages from people saying, I just ordered five copies, like one for each of my friends. And that taught me this really beautiful lesson where sometimes we get in our own way. And when I was explaining this to the people around me, they were like, what are you worried about? Like, this is the fun part too. And now I'm thinking if my book has had such a great impact in just three months, I have so much to look forward to because who knows whose hands this book will get into and who knows the impact that it's going to leave in the future as well. And so now I kind of recalibrated my mind and now I'm no longer nostalgic for that period. I now look at it being like, wow, what a beautiful time in my life. But this time and this moment is also equally or honestly even more beautiful. So the mindset and the energetic shift really does, like internally, really does manifest in the in the reality and in the physical world. Do you struggle with the perception piece? Like what are people going to think of me for putting this work out in terms of the depth of it? Because the, the stuff that you're sharing is deep and it obviously comes from a place of emotion and a place of personal mm-hmm. discovery. So does that come up for you that what are people going to think of me when they have their eyes on this work? Yeah, I'm so happy you asked me this because when I made the decision to write the book, I didn't tell anyone in my life that I was doing it. And so from the get-go, writing this book had always been Obviously, the intention was to have it, you know, inspire other people and impact other people. But the intention from the beginning was always, this book is for myself. It's for my younger self and it's for my current self and it's for my future self. And so because I had that belief, I just laid it all out. Like writing the book, I swear, especially the parts of the chapters of like self-love and heartbreak and 
loneliness, those were the three hardest chapters that I wrote because I really had to take a look at myself in the mirror and kind of like pinpoint the unhealed wounds of mine and really articulate my feelings and emotions that have been so bottled up inside of me and then release them through these words that were healing. And so once I finished the book, I you know read it from top to bottom several times and I was like, I just healed so many parts of myself through this book. And obviously I felt that way because these entries derived from a lot of like all personal experiences and life moments that at at times were really troublesome or heartbreaking or a point of suffering. And I was able to turn that into light. And when I released the book, there was once in my, like, there was only one period where I was like, oh my God, like everyone in my life, like my parents, my sibling, my friends, my coworkers, like everyone's going to read this and be like, oh my God, she was really battling loneliness in her period of her life or she went through some heartbreak. And part of that felt a little weird. Um, but what really kind of what helped me detach from that perception was that even before the book was out, I would be having these really raw and authentic conversations with strangers or with friends where they would come to me and tell me a personal story or something that they were going through, whether it was related to self-love or heartbreak or loneliness or struggling to manifest and this and that. And every time I would be in those conversations, I would think to myself, oh my God, like you are currently going through something that I once went through and I wrote an essay or I wrote a poem just about this. And if only I had my book in my hand right now that I could share this with you so that you could like feel inspired by that. And because I had so many moments like that before the book was even out, I thought to myself, I have nothing to be afraid of because at the end of the day, we are all experiencing such similar moments in life, obviously in varying degrees and capacities, but we're all longing for the same thing. We're all longing to feel loved and seen and heard and feel inner peace and feel this utmost appreciation for ourselves. So why would I ever fear that my work is like I'm showing myself? And I also have felt this with my brand where the more vulnerable I was or am on my page and on my with through my content, the more people I connect with. And so I feel like my book is actually a testament to something that I really believe, which is we all need to be more vulnerable to ignite and foster really deep, authentic, beautiful, and raw connection. And so I no longer fear that. I mean, it was a very minimal part of that book journey where I did have that thought. But now it's like when people are reading through my words, I'm like, I know you get it. And it feels really good to also release that and just kind of have it out in the open um, because it healed me and and there's nothing to be ashamed of for that. I find when I have people that come into my consulting realm that I'm getting to work with on their businesses, which those folks are always incredibly interesting creatives with so much depth and they want to build a business because they have this, this dream of creating an impact if they have been listeners of my podcast, if they have read anything that I've ever shared, whether that be a book or my blog or things of that sort, our relationship starts in such a deeper place because I know that they have come to me because they really, really understand my -hmm. story. And they've made that decision, not because they've just been like, oh, she knows how to build an Instagram or, oh, she's like created... Mm-hmm. businesses or she's had these relationships with these types of brands when they're like I've been a listener of your podcast or I've read your books 
all of a sudden, like what what they're expecting in the conversation is completely different. And it's I, I, I love the creative process for that reason. And the vulnerability piece I find to be really special when you're able to share that and then someone really connects on that level. How do you mm-hmm. handle challenges or moments of resistance in your own creative process? You said you've wanted to write a book since you were 16. So surely you've <laughs> had some of those moments of of resistance. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's funny. When I was 16 years old is when I started to write poetry. And two days after I wrote my first poem, I created this Tumblr bucket list, which was a long list of really random things. I mean, like some of them were super silly, like, like buy myself a G-Wagon one day. And then there were other things that was like really travel focused or concerts that I wanted to go to. But one thing that I wrote was to have my poems published in a book. And so when I look, think back to my 16-year-old self, like I don't think she really knew what that meant when she wrote that list, but it's, it's, it's a, I guess it's um, evidence that I always had that dream inside of me. Yeah. And I feel like when it comes to finding your purpose in life, I think it's really important for all of us to look back at our youth and kind of observe like things we did without knowing why we were doing them, but found so much joy into. Because for me, when I was 16, I wrote poetry and I never shared my work with anyone until about like five years ago and I'm 26 now. So it took me a while to even share my work. But I, I, when I was in high school, I always had this entrepreneurial itch growing up. And at the time I was really into fashion. So my best friend and I created this fashion blog. And so I was writing on this blog every day. Granted, my writing was not great, but I was exercising this, this, um, creative pursuit of mine that I really enjoyed. And then fast forward to college, I took a lot of writing classes and I wrote for my school newspaper. Um, I had a few internships in copywriting and I didn't really know why I was so gravitated towards writing, but I just knew it came so effortlessly and easy to me. And so now I'm looking back being like, okay, it obviously makes so much sense why I was doing those things. But it really wasn't until about three years ago where I came across that bucket list again and I saw that what I wrote about writing and publishing a book. And I was like, well, right now I'm building this Instagram presence and my brand and a lot of people are resonating with my work. So one day I know I'm going to wake up and just feel called to put it all into a book or write a new book. And essentially that journey was, it was at the forefront of my mind every day. And January of 2022, so a a little over a year ago, I was speaking with this spiritual coach, and she was saying how she basically pointed out what my intuition knew, which is so powerful when you have those types of moments, like someone else Um, confirming what you already know to be in your heart. And she basically was like, you have a book in you, but you keep getting in your own way. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to publish one sooner than you think, and you're actually going to be publishing multiple. Um, But you just need to get out of your own way. So I left that session feeling like thinking to myself, huh, like I I think she's, I know she's Mm -hmm. right. But I kind of just was patient with myself because in that moment, I truly didn't feel ready. And it's not that I didn't feel ready that I wasn't like capable of writing a book, but it was more so I knew that at that period of my life, 
I didn't know what I wanted this book to really be about. And I knew I had so many more life experiences until that book really came out of me. And so it was at the forefront of my mind every single day. But about in, I would say about like five months later, I was meditating and I was doing a Joe Dispenza meditation. And one of his, I guess, like his prompts were like, if all of your prayers would be answered, like, who would you be? What would you be doing? And in that meditation, I just pictured myself like sitting in a grass field writing and walking into a bookstore and seeing my book on the shelf and seeing it on Amazon and like all the things that would come with being an author. And I got out of that meditation and I was thinking to myself, well, that was my intuition saying I'm now feeling called to go after it. And so there, of course, was this level of resistance, but in my case, it was less, it was not fear, which has been present in other entrepreneurial pursuits that I've done. But this was more so, I know it's coming and I just want to be graceful and and present with myself and compassionate until that moment does come. Because when the moment is right, it's going to flow out of me with such ease. So there's no point of me like rushing to get to that stage because I had this deep knowing that one day it will come. And and that was the case. Yeah. And as you were telling me the timeline for your book, that that was a really fast process. And my my most recent one, Elemental, was a three-year process. It was a very, very wow. long process. My writing process was <laughs> not three years, but the publisher's process was three years. I love Chronicle. They're yeah. an amazing publisher, but it it was like we spent a year just getting the deal done. We spent, then I had the time to do mm-hmm. the, the writing piece. And then the my book has has illustration as well. So then it was finding an, an illustrator that really fit the the um you know the content of the book. And so there was that process, and then there was the sales and marketing process. And then it was like, okay, we have a publish, we have a you know published date. And I was like, oh, three years later, cool, yeah. here we go. So hearing your process and how quickly that came to fruition, it feels like there was some sort of like release that you experienced internally and then that that like put everything in motion incredibly quickly totally and i think what the biggest lesson i learned throughout that book writing or publishing journey was and i don't know if you felt this way but it was well, I know the timelines of ours were very different. And honestly, the timeline that you just shared about your book is the standard timeline for publishing a book. Um, My publisher thought catalog, they just, I honestly don't know how quickly they were able to do it, but they did. Um, And their process is very different than the standard publishing process of like pitching a book and then like getting the legal approvals. Mm -hmm. Like they're very small and independent. So it it was a lot smoother because of that. But for me, it was writing this book and publishing it was truly the easiest thing I've ever done in my That's life. Amazing. Which sounds so crazy. But what that taught me was that, like in other things that I've done, there was so much resistance and there was so much I was trying to control and like trying to maneuver things to work out. Whereas with the book, everything just came with such flow and ease and simplicity, which taught me this really beautiful life lesson is when you surrender and things are meant for you, 
they will just flow into your life without any resistance. You won't even feel the need to, to control any of it because it just slowly flows naturally and effortlessly. And that was a lesson that I've taken. And now when I think of other parts of my life, I'm like, I want to have the same attitude and feeling as I did with this book as this other topic, because when I'm in that state, like everything just works out. I'm interested in your, your thinking on the two paths. So there's a, there's a poem in your book. I think it's called The Detour. And it talks about the two paths, the path of safety and then the path of unknown and making that really challenging, that really hard decision for most of us to pursue the unknown. How do you, how do you encourage yourself and how do you recommend to others that they get on that take that detour, that they get on that path to the unknown? I think it's really simple. It's like when you feel like things aren't working out and you're on, you've been on the same path for a month or three months or three years, whether that's career related, like you've been at the same job for a few years and you're still unhappy and you felt that unhappiness from the beginning. It's like, do you want more of the same or do you want to take a leap and just be amazed and, and in awe of what can flow into your life. And I think in my, all of my life experiences where truly were like the happiest moments of my life were moments where I had no expectations and I just surrendered. I was like, God, universe, show me how good it gets. And I think if we all have, and that's kind of the mindset that I'm not going to lie. I'm not in that mindset every day. Sure. I do wake up and I have expectations and I and I do have this desire to control the outcome of my life. But it's really the moments where I I try to surrender and I try to instead of fear the unknown, feel excited for it because at the end of the day, we literally have no idea what's going to happen in our lives. Like we have no idea when we're going to meet someone who changes our life. We have no idea when we're going to find a new song that ignites something within us or read a book that completely changes our mindset. And so the only way that we prevent ourselves from experiencing that newness is when we are stuck in the same monotonous cycle that isn't providing us any joy. And I think it's, for anyone, I think it's like one day you will wake up and be like, I want to change the course of my life. And it's only within your own power. And so you could either play it safe and continue in that cycle of not feeling 100% fulfilled or blissful or joy and just continue on that path. Or you could force yourself to leap and honestly be left in awe of like what can flow into your life. And often we, we think we know what we want until we get something that is what we want and we realize, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought it was. So it's like, why can't we just shift the dialogue and just have the universe show us what we actually need to be happy, to be fulfilled and, and let go of that control. So that's, um, you know, that's me speaking as my higher self. Do I fall sometimes? And I, do I go to old thought patterns? Absolutely. I'm human. I'm not like thinking positively every single second of the day, but knowing that, what my higher self believes, I continuously remind myself anytime I am trying to control a situation or or anytime I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life, I think back to that. I'm like, I either can make a choice and move forward or stay where I am. And also indecision is also a decision. 
one that doesn't really serve us. Yeah. And and oftentimes the one that we, it's the decision we make the most often is the one of indecision, is the, I don't know what's next, or I yep. don't know what path to take. So I take none, or I just, or I, I, I take yep. the one that I've just been on and I haven't. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Talk about the tiny dots. You, I was, I was doing a scroll through your Instagram before we got on, on the, on this conversation. And one of the posts that was really resonating with me was this idea of we all have tiny dots that make up the story of our life. Even, even though some of them are painful, all of the dots are really important and we shouldn't discredit any of them along the way. How do we embrace the dots that have been the more painful dots in our life as we continue to chart our path? This is how I visualize it. And I'm a very visual person and I'm assuming you are as well (laughs) with your book and all the illustrations. And as a creator, I think of my life as a book. And it's like, if I were to take a page out, even if it was a really, really hard part of my life, and, and I'm someone who suffers from chronic illness since I was 11 years old. So in my life book, there's a lot of pages where there's a lot of physical suffering, which then leads to emotional and mental suffering. And if I were to take that one of those pages out, my life wouldn't be complete. My life wouldn't have made me who I am. And I I now can look back on all the different parts of my life, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens. And I'm not going to say I feel grateful for those specific experiences, but I do feel grateful for the lessons that were learned or what I took away from those experiences. Because to be honest, my chronic illness has been like the theme of my life, but it's because of the chronic illness that I entered the world of holistic health. It's how I got into meditation. It's how I got into eating clean. It's how it's what allowed me to really strive to live a life where I'm living presently. It's what fostered the development of my brand. It's what guided the creation of my book. And so if I were to look back and be like, I wish I never had to deal with that, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. And I think that goes with every type of life experiences. I mean, even like the job that you hated or the relationship relationship that really like broke you down. It's like, well, now you know what kind of job you never want to have. And so without that experience, you wouldn't know the job that really does fulfill you or without that, you know, relationship that really left you in heartbreak, you wouldn't realize how much love you have within you and, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be clear on the type of person that you really do deserve and need in your life. And I think it's really important though, to simmer in your feelings and, and obviously don't discredit the negative emotions or the thoughts or the feelings that those lower experiences brought to you. Obviously you need to feel that and really give yourself grace during that. But it's like, once you realize that everything in your life happens for you and not to you, you kind of just let go and you you just start to enjoy the ride a little bit more. And I know for a fact I'm going to be in situations in my near or far future where I feel like I'm all the way down again. And I'm like, how did I get here after all of this growth? But it's like, if I got through all that other shit, like I know I'll get through this as well. And it also just keeps you feeling excited for what's to come. I mean, like, all the tiny dots that created the life that I'm currently living in, God knows what the, all the other dots that are soon going to be creates, you know, an even 
happier version of myself or an even authentic version of myself. And so we can't discredit all of those dots. And it's it's definitely important to take note of them. And, you know, especially for someone who's suffering from an illness or some level of adversity, obviously that's really tough. But try to shift your perspective on what was that experience teaching me and what can I take away from it and how can I move forward knowing that and how can I better myself so that I can really live a life that is is authentic and human. And that's at the end of the day, like the human experience are the lows and the highs and we can't discredit any of them because without the low, we wouldn't even observe or notice what the high even is. There's a there's a couple of themes that I find really emanate from your work. There's a theme of quietude. The book is called Beauty in the Stillness. Mm-hmm. There's there's this theme of tranquility, but like this, it's kind of it's like the way I'm thinking of tranquility. It's like this the surface of the sea, but you know that there's like waves that are coming and going. It's like that type of type of feeling. I love that. Yeah. It just fully just emanates from your Instagram, from your book. Can you talk about those concepts, the concepts of stillness, the concept of beauty, quietude, tranquility, and how you've invited those those concepts into your life and how they've helped you to find peace in your days? Yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful that you noticed that. That means a lot that that's what you take away from my work because that is the underlying message that I'm really trying to get across with all of the things that I create. I noticed that in my past life, and what I mean past is before I really dove headfirst into this world of mindfulness, I had all of this tension inside. Like, I didn't want to be where I was. I wanted to fast forward to the future. I wanted to go back to the past. I wasn't content. I had no inner peace. I had no self-love. I had no self-confidence. And I noticed that when I created space for stillness and created space to really listen to myself, listen to my intuition, listen to my body, listen to nature, like just really being present in in just the world around me, I started to observe things. I started to find beauty in the simplicity. I started to find beauty in the parts of me that I used to despise. And by creating space for that stillness, I started to unpack what was causing that for me, like what was causing that inner turbulence. And that's really the premise of the book is like when you create space for, you know, listening to yourself and just honoring that introspection and like inner reflection as well, you start to become your authentic self. You start to shed layers that don't align with who you want to be or who you are at your core. And now the theme of my life is inner peace. And there are days where, you know, recently I've been doing one hour meditations every morning. And I swear like in those meditations, I am so still where I don't even feel any of the the painful discomfort from like what I'm currently dealing with. And it's like, I just listen to my mind and my heart and that's it. And I, and I'm now on this quest to really live in that state throughout my day, not just when I'm meditating, because when you are calm and when you are like just balanced, it's like nothing around you affects you anymore. And really just being still with myself, I feel like it's allowed me to just be a kinder person in general. Like I, 
look at everyone with love. I share more love. I see the good in people. I used to be someone where I was so judgmental in my inner world. Like I would see someone on the street and like internally I'd be like, what are they wearing? And now I see someone wearing a funky outfit that I would never wear. I'm like, I love how that person is just like vibing with themselves and they're being who they want to be. And even like that subtle like shift in how we observe and perceive the world for me at least came from that place of stillness. Um, And that stillness looks differently for everyone. For me, it's meditation. For me, it's Pilates, like quiet movement, going on a walk. For someone else, it might be a sport. It might be writing. It might be a different hobby. But I think when you find that that place where you just feel so balanced and wholesome, that's when you'll feel content with who you are and you will stop searching for things outside of you that can fill whatever void you're trying to fill. And now my goal in life is just to feel inner peace at every single second of the day. And that is hard. Like there are moments where I am resisting and I feel like I'm struggling or I don't know what thoughts to believe and that's human. Um, But really, especially with my book, I, I mentioned earlier how I healed so many parts of myself um, by writing that book. And the reason or what cat- um, catapulted that healing was me being still with my thoughts and really dissecting them and understanding where they were coming from. And I wouldn't have gone through that really transformative healing without giving me the space to do so. I also think disconnecting from the outside world is so important. Lately, I, I'm usually my routine after work would be like make dinner and watch Netflix for like four hours. And now I'm like, no, like I don't even want outside noises. I just want to read a book and eat my dinner outside with just music playing and just like really getting back to the basics. And even just eating my dinner outside on my patio, listening to the birds chirping, that is stillness. (laughs) So there's so many modalities and ways to tap into that. But I promise that it's it's what's going to give you and cultivate that inner peace. At the end of the day, that's all we're really striving for is like feeling at peace with where we are in life and who we are in life. I love that you call that out about the moment of just eating dinner outside and listening to the birds. It's the rituals and practices don't have to be, you know, five hour morning routines. It can literally be, okay, I've just come home from a really long day and I'm feeling pretty wiped out, but I'm going to sit outside and take in taken a moment of nature, just hearing the birds and feeling the night air on my skin. And that all counts. It all, it all makes a difference. And I think you calling out that projection piece too. If you notice yourself in a place where you're doing a lot of projecting, AKA you're judging other people because really there's something going on within you that you need to spend some time on. Mm -hmm. That's a good, it's a good reminder that when we start doing that or when we, we find ourselves walking around having a lot of feelings about what everybody else is up to, there's probably a call. There's a call to us to get still and find out what's really going on inside. Totally. I mean, I'm sure whoever's listening, we're all in the place where, especially with social media and everyone posting everything at every second of the day, I love lately like staying in on a Friday night. I used to be so hard on myself for wanting to do that. And now I'm like, who cares? Like I want to just enjoy my own solitude and I love being alone. That's why I gravitate towards doing that from time to time. 
And recently there was a moment where I was home and I wanted to stay in on a Friday night, even though it was beautiful out. And I was scrolling through Instagram and I was watching everyone's stories. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm 26 and everyone's out and about and going out to dinner and going on this weekend trip. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I sitting home on a Friday night? And then I was like, lock my phone, put my phone in my room. I was like, I wanted to do this. And now I'm allowing all of these external people and voices cloud what my intuition knew from the beginning of this day. And so even having that level of awareness of what really triggers you really allows you to recalibrate and be like, what are my own thoughts and my own authentic feelings versus what are things I'm absorbing from other people that really aren't resonating and I'm trying to make it fit and it's not. And that's where disalignment comes in as well. Oh, so good. So good. This has been such (laughs) a awesome conversation, Karen. I I feel like you and I could talk for hours and days and we're going to get to talk more over on your show. So I'm excited about that. Tell our listeners where they can find the book and get all things you over on Instagram and TikTok too. Love a shameless plug. So my Instagram is at ECANU, I-C-I-E-T-N-U. And my book is called Beauty in the Stillness. It's available on Amazon globally in digital and in print and also shop catalog and select bookstores across the U.S. and internationally, which is really exciting. So you can all get your hands on it. Thank you so much, Andy, for having me. This was such a blessing. And thank you for giving me the space to share my story and my thoughts and my experiences. I'm so honored. The pleasure has been mine, truly. Thanks, Karen. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. And if you've loved this episode, if there is one friend that you can think of that would benefit from hearing this conversation between Karen and myself, I would love if you would send them this episode. And if you've never left us a review, it would mean the world to us if you did that as well. All you have to do is take a look down at the app that you're listening to this podcast on and leave us five stars if you think that's what we're worthy of. If the app that you're listening on allows for a comment or a note, I'd love to hear from you. And let me know specifically that this is the episode that you're listening to today and what you'd like to hear from us next on the show. If you're interested in those one-on-one intuitive mentorship sessions that I talked about at the top of the episode, you can take a look at the show notes to get the link and book a session with me this month. Looking forward to connecting with you further, and I'll see you again next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.